to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. over um i'm adam i've got neil with me hi neil hi adam um miles is here as well hello miles hey how you doing and uh the dreamboat harry maltby how are you doing sir good evening yeah all good thank you um save save the best to last obviously um yeah it it perhaps it caught us unawares um, we had a, a certain amount of confidence a week ago about the Bengals game, uh, but it wasn't to be for another season, um, another season of you know, like England getting knocked out of the World Cup early, where you it kind of carries on um, regardless the playoffs continue. The AFC Championship game will, will go ahead and the Super Bowl will go ahead, um, but it, it won't be us for this year. Um, yeah, that's a positive start. Um, but you know, here here, here we are. Um, Neil, why don't why don't we start start with you? Um, levels of disappointment slash anger slash um, we've been here before. Um, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster on it all all season really because uh, there's been like laws during the regular season where I mean we were so sort of not hyped because I don't think that can ever sort of apply to our team <laughs> uh, in any way really but we had such high expectations and then we set off with, with, that, with that loss to the Cardinals we were, we were well beaten and then we couldn't get past the Jets and the Texans lost and it's kind of been up and down all season and like the way that that game went on Saturday like I feel bad for not seeing it coming <laughs> almost <laughs> uh, because it, everything about it felt so familiar. I think. I mean, I I have maybe maybe it's just my character. Um, as the older I've got, the lower I sort of set my expectations, <laughs> um, even if it's not rational. Um, so just maybe it sets me up better emotionally. I, d- I don't know, but um, also, you know, our our hearts have been broken so many times. In fact, there hasn't been a season where they yeah, they haven't been broken. Um, but that's that's where we are. Um, Miles is uh, the most positive person on the on the podcast, or positive about um, the Titans, certainly. Um, how uh, how did you feel? 
Yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying with where it comes with age that you you, you sort of learn more and more. And I think I've let my my young age get a, a, get me ahead too much this season with a, the 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 opportunity of going the full distance. Um, it's almost I think uh, I, I hate to admit he was right, but Greg was spot on in that it was the Titans that were going to beat the Titans this Saturday. It wasn't the Bengals, and sadly that's exactly what happened. We we gave ourselves the opportunities to win that game, but when it came down to crucial moments, they just didn't perform when they needed to. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it's learning curves going into next season. We we spoke a year ago about how the defense was awful and they would needed drastic changes because of how bad it was. And then we have nine sacks in in the game, so it's sort of it's one of them where you hope it's it's next season they look at what went wrong this year of which don't get me wrong there's I'm sure at some point we'll have a podcast going over the the season of four there were lots of positives to take from this season there have been like we said the amount of players that we got through I think there's a real there's a real bond in the locker room and you can see by the way the players reacted after the game I mean everyone was hurt by this but it was sort of gut-wrenching I think was the best way of describing it. it was just like I think we'd almost talked ourselves I mean me personally I talked myself into thinking there wasn't really a situation where we were losing that game, and obviously that wasn't that wasn't to be. But I'm 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 trying to I I, I had my I had my moans and saying oh this person needs to go and this person needs to go and this needs to change. But I think on reflection, there's a couple of things that need tweaking. There's an argument to say what we need to do about the coordinator situation on offense. But to me, there's there's a lot of positives to take from the season. It's a young squad. Um, in some key areas and I think a bit of experience elsewhere and see how the draft goes it could be another another season where we get really excited next year and then it hits playoff time and we'll see what happens again but it's 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 got wrenching I've managed to finally actually watch some games thankfully the the Chiefs Bills game was so good that it reminded me why I actually love the sport and <laughs> um, despite the fact that the Titans weren't involved and I've managed to watch uh I've, I've been really getting involved with Pat McAfee race recently on his show and I've managed to watch that and actually like get back to the point of enjoying the sport. So we've got to move on. It, it's the important thing. Let's, it, it, it's, it's happened. We've got to get the positives and move on. I mean, that, that Bill's Chiefs game, If uh, regardless of what happened, if you can't enjoy that, I don't think you're human. No. And Mark, who's been on here uh, to talk about the Bills before, who I do the Long Stapper podcast with, um, we... we we just had a I shared a few messages with him. He's understandably gutted as I was. Um, but we just had this moment where I said to him, imagine the Bills offense with the Titans defense in these playoffs. Um, no, no one's stopping that. Um, Harry, how do you feel? Um, do, you, do you feel uh, some pride um, as well as disappointment? Yeah, I, I suppose that's probably a good way to go about it. Um like I said, going through 91 players this year, still getting to the mm. playoffs and still looking semi-competitive throughout most of the year, unless we came up against a dreadful Texans or Jets team, um, you know, is is always something to be happy about. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, frustrating how the, the season finished where I think those expectations became so large and so big for us that we, we did almost put half a foot in, in the Super Bowl or, or definitely the AFC South or the AFC Championship. And um when it doesn't happen, I think, you know, you guys have said this in our group chat that that's kind of what hurts more is that there was that real hope and that real belief and that real pride that we had in this team. And whereas other years, it's almost felt like we've played with house money a little bit. And 
yeah, it was just just a shame. And Titans do Titans things, and this was probably the most Titans thing that they could have done. Get everyone really hyped. Henry come back to a massive atmosphere, and then throw a pick on the first play, and uh, and never really look like they would, they'd be in it for the rest of it. I don't think anyone wants to hear us talk for too much about the details of the game, but that that first play was just. I mean, I kind of. Uh, this is this is going to take us very quickly to the whole. I guessing are we more miffed at the Tannehill performance or Todd Downing's performance, um, and maybe even uh, after five days, I think it is. Um, it still feels it still feels a bit raw. Um, obviously, you can't anything you say within twenty four hours of a game like that probably can't be taken seriously. But um, that first play, I still I'm still so cross about. Um, because you've you've got to factor in, uh, and maybe this is a bit on Mike Brabel, I don't know, but you've you've got to think about the atmosphere, the adrenaline, the the occasion, um, and there are moments to try and do what the opposition least expect or go for the jugular. I'm just not sure that was it. Um, yeah, and it, it felt like going going in like all in in a poker game or almost you know doubling the pot at the time you know if it works you're running away with that game for the rest of the rest of the game if if that's not picked off and it goes for a long play action touchdown we don't even hear Cincinnati's name for the next two years but it, the the converse of that is if you you know if you have a pair of kings and the other guy's got a pair of aces which they did then we're never going to be able to recover as well as we, yeah. we would have liked. I mean, if there's, Neil, if there's one moment in the game you'd you'd have back, um, what would what would yours be? Um, if I were to boil it down to one moment, it would be the last interception. But I think that's, I think that all stretch were, were a, a comedy of errors, really. What I, I'm not, I'm still not 100% sure that running the clock down were the best idea. See, I, I was I was all right with that. The, the time management I thought was bang on. It was just the wrong just, play. And... Just in in relation to where we were on the field, though, I could understand if we were we were over their side of the field, running the clock down. But we still had work to do to get the first down yeah, to get into yeah. their territory. But we so... still we still only left them twenty seconds. Um, yeah, I mean it, yeah. it's 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 so those situations are so difficult to to judge. Like how much do you how much do you risk? And to pursue the the win before before overtime, and you know, that that third down is converted. It's a completely different, different conversation, yeah. isn't it? But, the frustrating thing is, you can't really you can't really like sort of get on top of the defense for for not keeping them out of field goal range in that twenty seconds. No, simply because of, no. because of how they played all game. Yeah. So it was just a sort of an helpless situation. I there's nothing. I mean, it's one play. We gave up what 15, 20 yards, which put yeah. them in field goal range. And but when the defense has got nine sacks and kept them under twenty points in a playoff game, and they've got Joe Burrow and Chase and Mixon and everything else we were concerned about, then we had no right whatsoever to say anything remotely negative about the defense. I'm so proud of that defense, um, especially the the front of it. Uh, it's you know you've got you've got to do more offensively whether whether it's that moment whether it's um, I don't know maybe I'm not sure it felt wrong at the time but maybe not going for so not going for two um, with the early touchdown um, and then the the pick in the middle 
the bubble screen after Foreman just pops off a big run. Um, Mars, anything anything to add? Any sort of... I don't necessarily want this to be a podcast of what ifs, um, but if there's anything you can you can pick up on from there. I think the the, the thing that not not made it worse for me, but when we got when we got the interception and we were all sat here going, "Oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna give us this." It's it's the hope that killed you, and I almost wish they didn't give us it. I almost wish they didn't. <laughs> do, you, do you know what they just said? No, nope, do you know what? It's not an interception, and the Bengals go on, and because we we were so the defense played so well, like interception on the first play and to keep them down to three. Then they have the big Jamal, uh, big chase play. Sets them up again. You're thinking, right, they're going to score here. Again, keep them down to three points. And it's like, the defense has done everything they can. The offense had their chance. And I think, despite a couple of positive plays, the play calling to me was the biggest disappointment. As much as, at the time, I'm sure I was calling for, we're not going to win the Super Bowl with Tannehill and all this and all that which we will get further down to the line of options of free agency and drafting and everything else. I think it was purely down to play calling where you, we've just bust off a major run. And then prior to that, we'd done the exact same. And then you do such a predictable play. It's, it's just, it, it was, it was, it was so disappointing. Yeah. So I almost, I almost wish <laughs> if I had it my way, I almost wish that they didn't get give us that false hope of thinking, right, we're going to get back into this because I, I I didn't need that. No one no one's uh, no one's heart needed breaking twice in one game because I felt like it already happened once because the the game just sort of seemed inevitable. It was it was such a because we we didn't get we, we didn't get beat by the Bengals. That's that's the thing that I take from the game is that we did not get beat by the other team. We got beat by ourselves. And I, if, if the Bengals if the Bengals had gone out and scored another. 20 points on us, we would have been like, Borrow and Chase, we know what they can do. They're incredible. But it didn't happen. Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like Tannehill was under pressure, like like he has been in at times this season. It didn't... I mean, as Bengals fans might look at it from their team's perspective and say, well, it's a it was a really good performance defensively and the, the numbers will bear that out. But yeah, I agree with you. It it felt that it was, it was lost by us... Um, Harry, what do you make about, about Derek Henry? Do you think there's any argument that he had too many touches? Um, yeah, did that think, have an impact? Yeah, I, well, obviously he did his bit in the wild card in, in the wildcat um, formation and, and things like that. And but yeah, I think realistically, Foreman was probably playing a bit of a better game than Henry was at the time, and stick with a hot hand on on that. But again, I think you've got to be an offensive coordinator and a head coach with absolute balls of steel to take out a man who we've been waiting to have back for 10 weeks and is still somehow top 10 in, in most Russian categories yeah. in the NFL and things like that. And, you know, with him, all it takes is one run to pop one off. We said that time and time again. And unfortunately, that run just didn't come from him. I think I think just that there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it but maybe the ratio of touches could have been a bit different and Foreman was the one who did pop who did break one and um, yeah I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, that's the reason that we lost I don't think uh, maybe hem- a fully fit Henry would have broken one we'll never know but um, yeah we can't we can't blame injuries we can't blame um, depth the depth chart or anything anything like that just just some mistakes offensively in, in key moments and um, 
I'm I mean, sort of, it, so, sorry, I'm sort of factored in that Henry wouldn't be Derek Henry straight away. What what I didn't factor in was the fact that they would keep forcing him the ball when Foreman was playing so well. You know, I, I prepared yeah. myself for Henry not not being who he is, not straight away anyway. But I didn't think they'd, they'd persist with giving him the ball when Foreman clearly looked so much better. But having, having uh, if Foreman wasn't playing well, it would make, it would have made more sense. Um, but um, and he was productive in that game as well. Yeah, another a strange one. Um, but I mean, I kind of look a, look ahead and think about that that Tannehill performance. Um, looking back a year ago, that that Ravens game and the the interception at the end. I mean, he maybe didn't do a huge amount wrong in that in the rest of that game, but didn't make things happen either. Um, I don't, I don't know. We, the cap situation suggests that we're not changing our quarterback, um, and the fact that Todd Downing hasn't been fired yet suggests we're not going to change the offensive coordinator. Um, Miles, can you, do you see? I mean, is it a year 2022? Um, is it going to be Downing and Tannehill again? Um, can they improve, or are we are we going to have a similar experience? Do you think? I think I think they need to sort of take a step back with I think I don't know if it's the fact we brought in Julio and we felt like suddenly we were expecting well in theory you should then expect Tannehill to have an improved season but you didn't really get much out of Julio with regards to injuries and other things that I don't know if we were trying to overcomplicate we said at the start that we were having such issues with the offensive line that we had to change the way we're playing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the playbook that he actually wanted to use this year couldn't be used purely based on the offensive line issues that we had early on in the season. Because it's a trust factor at the end of the day, and it's, it's all well and good saying that we want to call certain plays. But if you can't prevent Tannehill from getting knocked down, then there's no point calling the plays. So there's there's every argument to say that it was from, from the very beginning that what they wanted to do with Tannehill wasn't an option. Um a lot of his interceptions, though, are on him. There's a couple that you can put down to chemistry with new receivers, but there was there was some interceptions that are just you just you just don't you don't make them throws. If if you're if you're a semi decent average quarterback, you don't you don't make them mistakes. So I think we're gonna see both of them next year. Um, I'm hoping the draft is concentrated around. Potentially, I mean, we saw what happened the last time with, with Isaiah um, can't be bothered to play Wilson um, and what happened with that pick. But I think we do need to sort of look around getting a bit more experience on the line. And I've always mentioned that we need to look at the linebacker situation a bit more. But next year, I think it is going to be it's going to be them too. Um, hopefully we have a fully fit Henry for the season. But I'm hoping early on they can actually sort of spend a bit of time keeping Tannehill upright. Because I think they were saying in the season... Was it only Burrow was only sacked more than Tannehill, was it, this year? Or I wouldn't be shocked if that was the statistic. So it's like, and I mean, you saw from that game that the line actually stepped up and towards the end of the season they did do. So again, hopefully that's something that they can count to next season. But who knows what's going to happen with the cap in terms of Luan and other things and other positions on that line. So to me, that's the big factor. As much as I want to question the play calling and Tannehill, I think it, it's that line that needs sorting properly, so then we can actually get a playbook that works for the whole team. I mean, I'd I'd love to know. I kind of I kind of looking at Tannehill at the moment, and like I'm, ne- I'm we can't forget some of the performances over the last two or three years. 
Um, and he's he's won games. He's taken games by the scruff of the neck in that time. Um, it's very clear that this season there's been a drop-off, though. So I don't know if that's just him or if if it's losing Arthur Smith. Um, and Arthur Smith's perhaps schemed better for his abilities, and uh, which is impressive considering the first season it was Mariota at the start. Or if yeah, maybe maybe he's just dipping um, in his ability. I mean, my, my gut feeling suggests it might be a bit of both. Um, but equally, we could see Downing in a, a second year being learning from it and, and getting better. Um, let's let's hope so. If he's, you know, we don't see don't see changes there. But let's let's get into that in the off season. There'll be there'll be plenty of time for that. Um, I don't know about you. Have you probably? We've talked enough about football. Um, this wasn't going to be get together and debrief it for an hour. Um, but things to get off our chest that are non-Titans related might be uh, might be preferable. Um, Neil, um, anything you want to you want to get off your chest? Uh, yeah, it's it's no nothing major really. But I don't know anybody who's listened tonight, anybody who's worked nights, you so relate to this one, like. Imagine you're, you've, you've been working, say, from 8 o'clock p.m. and you're still at work at 6 a.m. and you're, like, you're, you're sat at your desk and people come to start work at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. You're absolutely dog-tired and they're, like, full of beans. They stood <laughs> at window and they're like, Morning, pal! <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it's not morning. Not for me, anyway. And I'm in the other guy at the other side of the window probably thinks you're right. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll save you the bleep, but I just hate it when like, I <laughs> I've noticed over the last few last few days while I've been up nights I've sort of got more and more ratty and tetchy about it as it as it's gone on. But <laughs> um, I don't know. It didn't even the guy's fault. He don't know how long I've been sat there. But it just really annoys me how people are full of beans and you're. On your on your knees. Can you can you do it back Ready the other way me. around when the shifts change? I don't think I've got strength at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ready for uh, Wooden Hill, the Wooden Hill to Bedfordshire. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's all I've got, guys. <laughs> As you say. It is funny you mentioned because I had I had an interview this morning. And it is actually for a role that's at night works. Obviously, the person that was interviewing me as just finishing off a night shift, as it were. So obviously, when you start the call, it's almost like do you start it with morning, evening. <laughs> uh, do you do you, tr- do you try and tone down how bubbly you are, or do you go because if you come up someone too enthusiastic, they're just out oh, kill me now. I get person's gonna be. In. I get impression that guy that's starting works expecting the same level of energy from you. <laughs> and it's not you're, you're, you're not meeting that whatsoever yeah, luckily yeah. i'm also i'm also not used to very early in the morning so <laughs> although i came at it with everything i had you did not get energetic miles at that time no no you got no. enthusiastic <laughs> but not energetic do, do you want energetic miles that's that's for that's a, no, no one want, no one wants that <laughs> um harry what have you you got to get of your chest uh, yeah, not not too much this week, really. Oh, lovely cough right before I start. That was fab. Uh, yeah, so not too much uh, this week. Um, more just about um, supporting local businesses and support, supporting small businesses. 
Um, it doesn't mean that you have to buy anything. It doesn't mean that you have to do anything. Just like a page or write a nice review like Miles did for, for my place, which is very thankful, thankfully received. Um, you don't even need to go into the place, just write a nice review or, or something of the like. Um, or, or, you know, just what your experience is with that place. Or if you buy something, you know, just like, follow their stuff, like their things on, on social media, and then it gets posted up to most people's feeds. So even though if you don't have means to to support that then how about basically wherever you are in the world if you can post a nice review about square one Oswald Street <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I might have accidentally opened a bit of a Pandora's box there. Uh, I, uh, I, can send, <laughs> I can send a picture of the food to whoever it is you can use it as part of your review we can get the yeah, same no. picture with a different review it was more more just that like I see my friends or some of my like high school friends and things start up their own businesses and in reality, they might have a business that I'm in no way interested in. It might be like a candle making workshop or some rubbish like that. doesn't mean that I'll go to one and put my money into it, but it does mean that I'll like their posts or, uh, you know, comment on their things. So it gets pushed up to the, the top of people's feeds or, or things like that. So um, or just even like a, a message of, uh, you know, congratulations on what you're doing or whatever the crack is, really. Um, but yeah, so that's, I don't really know where I was going with it, but just, uh, you know, I was really thankful for when people do it. That's a good message. I think so. social media is a funny place at the best of times. And um, it's, people are lazy in general, like to do something if there's nothing in it for them. Um, but how difficult is it to give something a like or someone a bit of encouragement or, or a good review? I, 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 I kind of get irritated sometimes where you, for example, like an online purchase and you'll order something and it will arrive the next day and it's really unremarkable and you use it and you get on with your life. And then you're bombarded with 17 emails asking you to review your experience in the product. And it just it gets a bit much sometimes. But um, when you've had a bad experience, you certainly go for those reviews and tell everyone all about it. So sometimes um, it should work the other way around and, and share share a good or even a a neutral experience um, with that in mind never shop at retro classico um if you know what's good for <laughs> you um they sell like football related nostalgia stuff uh, well they, they don't they take your money and have no intention of of shipping you what you order <laughs> um so that, that that'll do for my non-science related miles and um, what have you got oh, can i just say sorry on that note, on uh, review all this podcast yeah good yeah. or bad there you go. Uh, sure, if there's any bad ones, we'll address them. It'd probably be funnier than this segment, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a new segment. Around the NFL used to do that, didn't they? I don't know. If, I, I'm not sure if they'd have recently. They, yeah, they did it a couple of weeks ago, but they uh, they must have been told by like the shadowy figures that to stop reading the bad ones because <laughs> clearly people were writing bad ones just to get onto the show. Like. <laughs> Excellent. And leave us a, leave us an enter. Give us five stars and then say what you like. Entertain us. Get be creative. Um, <laughs> Miles, um, you're non-science related. Yeah, I was gonna say following on from that, uh, I'll call it kind review I gave to uh, uh, Harry's place, which was amazing mac and cheese, by the way, and I'll definitely recommend it. Um, I did almost drive down several one-way roads, which I felt I might leave that out of the uh, review because it's not really That's... their fault. It's not really. Um, you could you could, you could argue that the 
the restaurants should offer better directions. Um, so you, you oh, no, the, their directions were perfect. It was my ability to read directions was the issue. But um, now mine, mine was a mine was a quick sort of. Um, I don't want to. Mine always feels like I'm calling out like things that just don't make sense. Like when I've called out the local birds that were destroying my car and stuff like that. But um, I I know that we're all wearing masks for a good reason. Um, but when you're single and you're interested in the um, females of the world, it's very difficult to have a, a, a safe assessment when they're wearing a mask because you only have like a third of the uh, face to deal with. Right, I, don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's suddenly going to become like a, uh, oh, she's got some cracking eyebrows on her. Um, <laughs> but that, that's where my life seems to be going lately. I did today when I was going around Manchester and you think, I, normally you'd be you know you know you're, you're single yeah it's life you have a little you have a little look now you look you, you have like the top half of a head to go off and it's like i, I don't know what what to assess here it's, it's a dangerous world um so i get why we're all wearing masks but for, for i don't know maybe around the valentine's time why, maybe why we they're should... not like transparent masks why are they not a thing that could get you know, kill get uh, around they'll, the they'll just they'll just steam up and stuff won't they and it'll look like something from alien <laughs> do people do people wear masks on tinder that's like that would, that would be a bold approach um i'm, I'm thinking of setting up a dating website funnily enough for, for masked people which i'm sure there's already something that's very similar um for fully masked people uh, mask uh, <laughs> mingle mask mingle <laughs> but it's like it's like do you do you like eyebrows and the 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 top half of uh, it's just you you don't know what to go off it's it's so countless times where we're, we're thinking oh she she looks all right and I mean everyone's beautiful in the world obviously but um some just appeal more and um when when you, they actually take the mask off and you're like well there's a bullet dodged or vice versa it's like oh look look don't judge a book by its uh, face mask cover as it were don't but, uh, judge yeah, a book so. by its eyebrows yeah. <laughs> but yeah so it, it's just yeah for any fellow singletons i'm sure you'll agree that it's it's made uh, life a bit more risque you could call them um if they take it off and they weren't as good looking as you first thought it could be a lie mode leave your mask on oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure some people i'm sure Lime some people are relishing it They've, they've, they've gone, all right, do you know what, this is actually really helping my game by covering up most of my face. So I'm sure, so, I mean, personally, I, I, I can't say anything. I'm sure if I had nice eyebrows, I'd do the same. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not going to comment on whether I think your eyebrows are your best feature. Um, they're a feature. No, it's my opinion on the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks, chaps. Um, it's been nice to get together we'll do, we'll do it we'll do it properly when we've all kind of got over it a bit more and we could be i'd like to think we're constructive anyway imagine if we did this on saturday night um, or got half of titan's twitter um to do it on saturday night yeah. um but i don't think anyone I'm wants to hear that Monday. <laughs> um, but we'll gra- we'll gradually calm down and then we'll get back into that that state of blind optimism about the year ahead which is which is where we like to be and so looking forward to that um yeah hope you're all doing well get get yeah get in touch leave us a review um let's know what you think or at transatlantic tn or 
Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever you're listening to us. Um, give us give us a shout and don't forget that review of Square One Oswald Street. Tighten up, everyone. Uh, no, 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 no. no.